y'all. Happy spring. It's that time of year when people are making job and career changes and transitions. And as a result, there's a high degree of likelihood you may need to interview. Uh, and so I wanted to share some best practices and recommendations for making sure that you ace your interview. Uh, and for those of you who may not actually be interviewing, these are great recommendations also just for those of you in client services activities where you might be meeting with new clients, um, needing to make sure that you are really well prepared uh, to go into those type of interactions. Uh, when we think about interviewing for a job, it's really corporate dating. You are getting to know the company that you're interviewing with. They're working to determine if you're a good fit for their business, if they want you to be a part of their team and their culture. But on the flip side, you also need to be making sure that you like that company and that you want to be a part of that organization, that you enjoy the team members that you're going to be working with, and that you're excited about the work that you're going to be doing. Because if it's only a fit in one direction, uh, that's not going to be successful long-term outcomes. So some things to think about as you are preparing for an interview uh, and working to evaluate to determine if a position is the right fit. All right, so you've applied for a position and they have asked you to now begin interviewing. Uh, you know, first step is likely a phone screen uh, or maybe even a video conference call. Um, if that's the case, you know, make sure that you have researched the company, you have looked up the people that are on the interview uh, on LinkedIn, Google them, try to understand the backgrounds, uh, make sure you thoroughly research the organization, what's going on, any updates in the news pertaining to that organization, and you feel confident about the position that you're interviewing for, and you've outlined and written out your questions that you might have relating to that role. Um, the other thing I really like to do is take a look at the job description and kind of bump it up against your resume so that you can see what based on your experiences can you call out that would be relevant in particular to the position that they're interviewing for so that it's fresh in your mind um, and you're not kind of struggling for responses or answers when they might ask questions, which of course they're going to. Um, first initial phone screens, I've conducted so many of these, the bar on them is lower right? Uh, the initial determination is, okay, we've looked at your resume. We think you might be qualified just at a bare minimum level for this position. And so now let's see if you actually match the information that's on your resume and you can communicate in an effective manner um, that could resonate with the organization. And so the individuals doing the phone screens oftentimes are not necessarily the hiring manager. Uh, they might be a recruiter within the organization um, or you know someone else uh, that is doing an initial first pass, and that individual's job is really to validate that you know yes you've you've done these activities you can speak intelligently and coherently you can represent yourself well um, and you are excited about the position and you've got really good questions which are intriguing to that individual who is doing the interview to make them think hmm okay we want to learn more about this person we want to pass them off to the hiring manager or to the team that they're going to be a part of uh, so that they can continue through our process. So the big reason why I see people fail in the phone screen portion of an interview is 
they get on the phone or on a Zoom call and they are just asleep, basically. Uh, there's no excitement, there's no energy, there's no enthusiasm for the position that they're interviewing for. And that is a number one red flag for an interviewer that, wow, this person isn't excited for this job. They're not gonna exhibit any enthusiasm. Wow, this is their best, this is their date behavior. It doesn't get better from here. Um, you know, I think that's that's really good advice is, you know, date behavior is typically the, the best behavior you're going to get. And if you're not seeing what you need in an interview from a candidate, then they're not gonna like to move forward. And so, um, you know, that's a, a good rule of thumb even for, for interviewers. Keep that in mind um, when you're interacting with individuals. How are they showing up in those first interactions tells you everything that you need to know um, at a first pass. So for those of you that are going through a phone screen or going through a video conference call, um, you know, keep your energy levels up. This doesn't mean you need to be a complete bubbly Texas cheerleader. I've been there. Um, it actually means being able to present yourself with an enthusiasm for the position, with the ability to ask valid questions and with an excitement for what you might be working on. Now, if your interviewer doesn't match with the same level of excitement for the position and they're pretty flat, well, that's a good cue for you that, wow, okay, maybe this isn't gonna be an organization that I wanna be a part of. You know, if my interviewer can't be excited to talk with me about the role, then, hmm, what does that tell me? Is this an organization that I wanna be a part of? And so that uh, dynamic really does go both ways. And as a candidate, super important to really evaluate the organization that you're talking with, understand the recruiter and what their role is, um, you know, is this a hiring manager? Is this just an, an HR individual who's going to be conducting the interview? That gives you good data um, for making a, a decision on moving forward from your own perspective. Uh, so much of the time, I think we just want someone to like us. We just want a company to hire us. Gosh, I just want a job. But in reality, if you take that step back and say, what are the things that are most important to me in a position? what do I care about? And is this an organization that's actually going to match the things that are important to me? Because if they're not, then it's just, it's not going to be a good fit. So uh, really make sure you're prepared, you're excited, you've got good questions, and you're ready to present your skills and capabilities articulately. All right, congratulations. You've made it through the initial phone screen or video uh, meeting and the organization you're interviewing with is looking forward to having you join them in person. That's a good thing because when you're interviewing candidates, you're likely talking with a lot of individuals and you're working to refine the candidate pool uh, down to really your top candidates. And for specific positions, organizations don't want to attribute an put forth all of their leadership's time to conduct interviews. Uh, they really only want to do that for candidates that they think are a high degree of conversion, uh, who they think would be a great fit, who they would like to interact with, um, because it's expensive for them for, to dedicate the time necessary to have their leadership actually participate in interviews. Uh, so if you've made it to this round, congratulations. That's a great um, place to be. 
Uh, this is where you really get to let your personality and your um, enthusiasm for the position show. Uh, and where you really also get to, to meet and understand the dynamic of the people that you're going to be working with, the culture of the organization, what the offices might look like. Um, those are all critical things to kind of have running in the back of your mind as you're looking to make a uh, determination. Uh, so the best way to be ready for an in-person interview is first of all, just to be prepared. Um, you know, double, triple check the, the time of the interview, the location of the interview, look at what traffic's going to take for you to get from where you currently are to that location. Um, you know, I've had interviews across the country and I've actually had to fly in for them. Uh, and so, you know, making sure that my flights were gonna get me there in time and that I could accommodate for potential delays and could accommodate for weather in those locations and how that might implicate what I need to, to wear to that interview because it's in a different uh, geographical destination. So really the, the biggest advice I can give is just be prepared. Make sure you've considered every factor of the interview and what needs to go into it for you to be successful. So hopefully by this point, you've done your research on the company, you understand who you're interviewing with, you're excited about the position, you've asked the questions that you needed to ask during the phone screen process, uh, and you're really ready to kind of finalize a lot of the details about the position that you might be interviewing for. Uh, I do think it's really valuable to spend time outlining exactly what is most important to you in a role and to formulate your questions around how that organization would enable what's most important to you. So for example, if you're really interested in accelerating your career and understanding what the career path is going to look like and understanding what opportunities are gonna be for leading others or um, getting exposure to other business units or getting to work alongside um, you know, key leadership team members, those you would wanna be asking questions around how that's going to be possible for you and how you're going to receive mentorship and career grooming within the organization. You know, what are the opportunities for that? Um, or if, for example, you know, things that are really important to you is your work-life balance and the hours that you work. You'd wanna ask questions about those things specifically. Uh, so really making sure as you go into a discussion in an interview, that you've done your research, you know who you're going to be meeting with, and you've done some due diligence on those individuals. Uh, you understand their backgrounds, maybe where they went to school, what other positions they've held, what their role within the company is, um, and then be prepared to ask any questions that you might have related to their role and how it'll pertain to the work that you're going to be doing. Uh, you know, what do they enjoy about the work that they do? What do they think is a challenge? You know, what's caused them to stay with the organization as long as they have? Um, again, this is corporate dating and you really want to make sure you've got the full gamut of information that you need in order to make a decision. While also asking questions like that helps to show the interviewer of your competency, of your interest, of the due diligence that you've done and why you would be a good fit for this organization. So really being prepared, um, is just the best thing you can do going into those conversations. 
uh, that can really alleviate so many challenges that people face in an interview. Uh, I can't tell you how many team members, or not team members, potential prospective individuals come in to interview and they just didn't do their due diligence. They just didn't prepare. They didn't show the attention to detail and the interest that I would anticipate from someone who wants a position. And so that's really something to always consider is how badly do you want this position? How badly do you want this organization to want you? And vice versa, you know, like how much are they showing up for you in the recruiting process to let you know that they really want you to be a part of their organization because it does go both ways. All right, so if you're well prepared, you've done your due diligence, you've done your research, now it's time for some of the, the finer points in getting ready for your interview. So if you have prepared as much as possible on the subject matter knowledge necessary to go into this interview, you feel like you fully digested the organization that you're looking to interview with, the position, you've formulated all of your questions that you're going to ask, um, at least at the back of your mind, you've got them kind of ready to go. Uh, and you're ready to really speak to your skill sets and present why you think you're the right fit for that organization. Now let's make sure you are ready to go from a presentation perspective. So, uh, you know, the world we live in is a visual one. And as a result, making sure that you represent yourself in a way that speaks to how you want to be perceived, it's critical. Uh, you know, it's up to you to determine what you're comfortable with and how you want to present yourself to the world. Uh, that said, you know, one of my favorite designers, Tom Ford, says dressing well is a form of good manners. And I tend to agree. You know, it's, a, it's the ability to say I respect the people I'm interacting with to show that I put in the effort necessary to present my best version of myself. You know, I have not chosen to, to be messy or ungroomed. So up to you to determine what that really looks like. Uh, if you've got questions on that, you know, there's a whole site, The Consultant's Closet, that focuses on providing wardrobe guidance and advisory for those in the professional space. Uh, but I think the, the biggest things you can think about are make sure you've planned ahead of time what you're going to wear. I can't, you know, there's always inevitably going to be some form of wardrobe malfunction if you wait till the last minute. Uh, you know, if you're going to be wearing a skirt, you know, making sure you've got hosiery on, making sure you've got a fresh pair so that, you know, or two in case one gets a run in it, right? That's always fun to run out to CVS on your way to an interview to grab a new pair. No, it's not. Uh, or if you, you know, haven't worn your work clothes in a while and you don't really know if they actually still fit, whether you've gone up or down on the scale, you know, making sure that you've tried on what you're going to wear ahead of time and that it fits that it is ironed and uh, free of any stains and that it looks put together. You wanna make sure that you are presenting the best version of yourself that you're comfortable with. So, you know, if that means, hey, I might need a haircut or I need to make sure I've, you know, shaved or I've done whatever it might be uh, to present what you feel most confident presenting yourself as, do that and give yourself enough time ahead of time to do a run through, try what you're going to wear, look in the mirror, feel good in it, make sure you can breathe, make sure you can talk, make sure you can move. Uh, you know, inevitably there's always the, the shirt that has buttons that just doesn't move 
as you would want it to in an interview or something that ends up being lower than you thought it was going to be or a skirt that has a split that is a little bit higher than you thought it was going to be uh, or shoes that you realize, gosh, I haven't walked in heels in two years. Thanks COVID. And as a result, you've forgotten how. So just do a run through, make sure you feel good about what you're going to wear. And then morning of, give yourself enough time to be dressed, to be calm and to get there in a manner that allows you to stay composed. So if you are mentally prepared for the interview, now you are wardrobe prepared for the interview. Let's make sure you're also physically prepared for the interview. So you want to make sure you've had enough sleep. Uh, you know, make sure you go to bed early. Don't stay up watching Netflix or, um, you know, whatever it might be. Just be nicer to yourself and make sure that you've gotten enough rest. Also make sure you are well hydrated and that you've eaten kind of clean the day or so before so that you're not dealing with any type of upset stomach or just feeling less than your best. Um, I know for me, food really affects how I perform, uh, also how I sound from a vocal perspective. And so eating clean and eating foods that are non-inflammatory is certainly something I do anytime I'm leading up to any type of big event or activity uh, where I need to be my sharpest self. Uh, in addition, day of, make sure you eat something. Don't go into an interview hungry because inevitably you're gonna be so nervous. Uh, you don't need to eat a lot necessarily, but just don't have a completely empty stomach. That just, it doesn't bode well. At least that's been my experience. Um, stay hydrated too. You don't wanna be unnecessarily parched going into a conversation where you're having to speak with others articulately and you're just super dry. Um, you might also want to bring some form of Tylenol Advil pain relief. Um, I usually find that after an interview or, you know, especially if it's more than just an hour, they put you through a whole day of your paces, you are completely and totally drained and exhausted and might have a headache. Uh, and so that can just kind of help with that as well. Um, also have a little bit of caffeine, maybe don't go overboard. You don't need to talk. Uh, thousand words a minute, uh, but you do want to make sure that you are upbeat and excited and ready to interact in an engaging way with your interviewer. Um, if you're able to actually get a, a quick workout in in the morning before you go, I typically find that helps, um, kind of relieves a little bit of the excess energy and tension that you might be feeling. Uh, you can also meditate ahead of time to help calm and center um, before you go into that more intense uh, activity. Um, I also really like to do a cold shower morning of an interview uh, or any big activity. Uh, it does cool the inflammation in your body. It helps you think a little bit more clearly uh, and it helps kind of rev you up and get you excited. So those are just some of my personal kind of physical recommendations leading into an interview or a big activity. Um, those are the things I do actually even leading up to singing events um, or big client presentations. Those are kind of the ways that I like to, to get ready for them. Um, and then make sure you arrive early. You don't need to be 30 minutes early because then that starts to look a little strange. You know, sit in your car uh, or stay outside before that, but um, get there five to 10 minutes early, be in the lobby. And then from there, you can just really focus on your breathing, 
do some box breathing. Breathe in for four counts, hold for four counts, breathe out for four counts, hold for four counts, breathe in. You know, that, that really can do a lot to regulate your nervous system as you're going into a stressful uh, interaction. All right, so at this point you are well prepared, you've done all of your due diligence, you've prepared your outfit, you've gotten ready, you are gearing up to go into your interview. Interviews are stressful, especially earlier on in your career when everything is newer, uh, when maybe you are not yet as confident in your background and your skill set and your accomplishments. But regardless, going into these type of interactions can be nerve wracking, uh, but it's also really good for you. It is incredibly good for you to go through the process of having to A, be prepared, B, put yourself together, and C, be able to show up and articulate your skill set, even if you don't get the job. The ability to think enough of yourself to put yourself out there and to try something new does a tremendous amount for your personal self-esteem and confidence. And so with that, if you've put in place and done all of your, the hard work leading up to the interview to be as prepared as possible, it's now time to enjoy it. It's now time to recognize and realize that you will get the jobs that are meant for you. You will get the interactions that you need to have. And if the position isn't for you, then you won't land it. And that is perfectly okay. There'll be something else for you that is going to be better suited to you and what you want to be doing and accomplishing. So if you take that mindset and you recognize, okay, I've done my best. Now all I have to do is just show up and be engaged and excited and interact with authenticity with my interviewers. That's, the, that's all I can do. At this point, it's out of my hands. First of all, that will go a very long way towards calming you down as you go into those interactions. And secondly, it'll make sure that you actually get the jobs that are for you. And you will not either land or choose the positions that aren't. When we get really clear on what's important to us and what we want, those things become a lot easier to realize and make happen. So I'm very excited for you to go through the interview process. I hope this has been helpful uh, as you prepare for upcoming interviews and career transitions. Uh, but then also, I hope that this is helpful as you even prepare for public speaking activities and different performances that you might be participating in. These are the things that I use all the time uh, that I have found to be exceedingly supportive and helpful. All right. You're done. You made it through the interview. Now it's time to go celebrate. Regardless of whether the interview went well or not, go take care of yourself. Go have a meal, go do something fun, uh, go kind of just decompress. It's a good opportunity then to be able to actually just kind of think through what went really well in your interview, what maybe you would want to do differently in another interview. Um, because that's going to allow you to improve for future interviews, right? You know, whether you continue to work for organizations, inevitably there's going to be many opportunities to interview. And even if you go out on your own, there's going to be other opportunities to be interviewing, whether that be looking to, you know, solicit fundraising, uh, from investors 
or preparing for big presentations or prepping to, you know, give a huge public speaking opportunity, right? There's, there's inevitably been going to continue to be opportunities for public speaking and engagement, whether that be in an interview process or a client meeting, etc. And so getting comfortable with what your kind of process is for how you get ready and then how you decompress afterwards is great. Uh, in addition, you might want to just call a friend or a family member to decompress and discuss, um, you know, let them know how it went, talk with them, share. Um, those are kind of big things to, to go through that it's nice to have someone else to be able to chat with about if you have the opportunity to. Um, you can even just talk with your dog, right? Like my dog's right here at my feet. He hears, he hears everything and I decompress with him. Um, in addition, make sure you write thank you notes. Not something a lot of people do today, but it is something that is incredibly powerful from a, just a general pleasantry perspective. Uh, but it also ensures that the organization will remember you, you're showing that you've been genuine, that you cared, and that you appreciate the time that they've spent working to interview you. Whether they move forward with you in a position or not, you always want to make sure that you're building great interactions and great um, connections with the people that you meet. And writing a handwritten thank you note is a really great way to do that. Um, unfortunately, it's just something that not enough people do these days. Uh, you know, they'll send a quick email, um, but the people that actually take the time to find out your address and take the time to handwrite something and put a stamp on it and put it in the mail, that matters. And that I think makes a huge uh, difference in the reputation that you're building and in how the interviewers are going to be perceiving you. So if you are writing a thank you note and you're not quite sure where to start, I generally like to actually plan my thank you notes in advance using OneNote. I'll type them out think through what I want to say, how I want to convey it. And then once I've gotten confident with that, I've also spell checked it, like what I'm going to say, then I will actually write it out on a card. Because A, between my handwriting not being great, my spelling being all right, and my thought processes changing as I'm writing, that just equates to me having to throw away too many thank you notes and having to spend too much time rewriting. Uh, so I like to plan them in advance, write them all out, get comfortable with what I'm gonna say, and then I can write it through once. Um, in addition, with your return address, if you move around a lot, just get a sticker. Don't worry about having it embossed on your envelopes because you don't wanna have to throw away envelopes if you have moved and that's no longer your address. Um, so yeah, I think it's a wonderful practice to add to your repertoire of tools that you use to interact and to network with others authentically. So those are my recommendations for how to interview successfully um, and then how to kind of pull yourself together as you are ready to go into the next one because you know, while you might have one really great successful interview and that goes well and that's it, 
interviewing with multiple companies for multiple different opportunities allows you the greatest ability to see what might be a good fit for you. Again, this is corporate dating. Are you really going to fall in love with the first company that you meet? Maybe. But the chances are you're going to have to interview uh, several.